the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. We need great faith to have love the way God has designed it. And we need to really trust God with all our heart in order to love. And understanding God's love requires us to look at God's word. So first, let's pray. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and worship you. We thank you for this year of 2021, and we are looking forward to this year of 2022. We pray that the lessons that we've learned through sacrifice and through, uh, in some cases, suffering, brings us to a place where we will just be ready to do all that you ask us to do, that we would be obedient to your desires, Father. And so, Lord, show us how to love in this new year. I can't think of anything more important to begin the new year is to talk about your love for us and our love for one another. So, Lord, Pour out your spirit on this program. We bless you. We thank you and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. So, as this is the first program of 2022, I again want to thank everybody who supported us last year with your prayers, emails, letters, and your finances. And if you're able to start off the year with uh, a gift, we would certainly appreciate it. It helps cover our airtime. Anything you can do will be a great blessing. And as I've said often, you can call Karen at 81. 3831-5673. For that and other things, uh, as I have uh, two um, email uh, opportunities to give you, two, two papers that I think will be very interesting, I'll let you know after the teaching. All right. And I'd uh, love to just have you come to our services, uh, bring friends. You know, we have locations in St. Pete and South Tampa, Wesley Chapel, and we also have a Spanish service. So uh, go to our website, Shoresh. Shoresh means root. Shoresh is S-H-O-R-E-S-H, and then David.org. Shoreshdavid.org. And since our services are on Friday, 
night and Saturday morning. We generally don't compete with your church services. We'd love for you to uh, bring visitors, especially people who are Jewish, um, because we want to see them come to know Yeshua, right? Okay. And you know what else? Uh, Believe it or not, (laughs) we're in the new year. Passover is just a few months away. We'd love to come to your church or a Bible study or fellowship and demonstrate or speak about Passover. It's uh, a great appointed time of the Lord and will fill you with lots of good information, hopefully some inspiration and strengthen your faith at the same time. So again, uh, just call our office 813-831-5673 or you can email me uh, for that or any thoughts or questions at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. So last week, we were looking at love through God's word, and we're finishing up on 1 Corinthians 14, right? And just as a reminder, 4 through 8, it says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not brag, it is not puffed up, it does not behave inappropriately, it does not seek its own way. It is not provoked. It keeps no account of wrong. It does not rejoice over injustice, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. So we are at the part where it said love does not brag. It's not puffed up. It does not behave inappropriately. It does not seek its own way. And boy, that is oh, that is a lot, right? And, you know, one who uh, does these things uh, that you don't brag, you don't puff, get puffed up, you don't act inappropriately, you don't seek your own way, that kind of person is humble. Now, To love requires you to demonstrate humility. I don't think it's possible to love without having a spirit of humility. So Philippians 2 verse 3 says this, Do nothing out of selfishness or conceit, but with humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Looking out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which also was in Messiah Yeshua. See, that demonstrates love. When you care more about somebody else than you care about yourself, that is a demonstration of love, but it also is a good definition of what humility is all about, right? Consider others more important than yourself. What can you say more than this phrase? If we do this, our love is obvious. We will be seen as humble. We will be seen as servants of the living God, the one uh, who we love. They're going to feel uh, served. They're going to feel secure. They're going to feel joy. They will feel great when we do that for them. 
So humility requires us to have great strength. You know, oftentimes we think of humility as, or meekness, you know, as, as like a weakness, but actually it is a great strength. Think of how strong you have to be to put others first. Think of how strong you have to be to not be ruled by a fairness doctrine, but rather by God's word. Think of how strong you have to be to not seek revenge. Think of how strong you have to be to turn the other cheek. Look, Let's be even more specific on how you can love through having an attitude of humility. Here are some pointers. Point out someone else's success over your own. Find ways to get others to share about themselves. I become second to we and a third to you. I like that one, right? When someone shares their insight and you don't tell them it originated from you, because you don't have to, because you're strong, you have a good identity. When you sit confidently and at the same time see how small you are, that too shows a strength and a humility. And certainly listen to others before you speak. So here's uh, uh, something I found uh, on the Internet uh, was interesting. It talks about humility and it says humble strength versus arrogant weakness. And I believe when you have this humble strength, you are loving. It says humble uh, humility learns arrogance knows Humble leaders submit to noble values they won't bend. Arrogant leaders bend rules to their advantage. Humility listens, arrogance talks. Humble leaders serve others. Arrogant leaders serve themselves. Humble leaders are free to build up others. Arrogant leaders build up themselves. Humility opens hearts. Arrogance builds walls. Humility joins. Arrogance stands aloof. Humble leaders connect. Arrogance, uh, arrogant leaders disconnect. So humility enables leaders to ask, how can I help? I love what C.S. Lewis said. He said, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Okay, got that? I don't believe you can truly love without being humble. I don't believe that uh, you can truly love without being a sacrifice and, and to sacrifice for others. Sacrifice is love in action. Don't say that you love others without deeply considering how you are humble and sacrificial. So take a few moments and think about, are you humble? Are you sacrificial? And then you will get a good sense of whether you love. Okay, continuing on that First Corinthians scripture, uh, 14, we get to love is not provoked. Now, that's similar to having patience. Uh, but again, 
This requires humility. One of the things that causes us to be provoked is if we feel things haven't been fair or someone got a better deal. Humility allows us not to be emotionally provoked. And so even in those situations, we can be kind and we can be understanding. And we don't have to lift ourselves up above somebody else. The beginning of feeling provoked should immediately cause us to ask the Lord for the heart of Messiah. So after it says not to be provoked, it says love keeps no record of wrong. It doesn't mean we forget. Maybe over time you'll forget, but I don't think you can force yourself to forget when you feel wronged. However, forgiving is a key to showing love. So let's look at some of the characteristics of forgiveness so that we can show love. Remember, you have been forgiven. That's a biggie, isn't it? Ephesians 4.32 says, Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God in Messiah also forgave you. So there are so many places in Scripture where it talks about forgiveness. I love the one in Romans 5.8. It doesn't use the word forgiveness, but it says God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for us. So obviously he died for us so we could be forgiven. And he, he does this as we were sinners, so that means we show our love and our forgiveness even when others have not or when they exhibited sinful behavior because we want to be like God, especially when someone has sinned. That's when they need our love and forgiveness. Now, I know this isn't what people normally say, but I really believe that God, God's way is better. And if we can do these things, we are going to live a happy life. You cannot seek revenge. You can see how all, all of these are intertwined, you know, with forgiveness and, and so on. So the next one is do not seek revenge. In order to love, we have to show our strength through humility, grace, mercy, and kindness. And so obviously revenge is not part. Imagine if God did not pour out his grace and mercy because we didn't deserve it. He wanted to get revenge on us. <laughs> Romans twelve nineteen says, never take your own revenge. Never. Take your own revenge, loved ones. Uh, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Matthew five thirty-eight and 39 says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evildoer, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him also the other. Wow. That's an amazing segue to talk about forgiveness means you respond to the one who hurt you with good. Oh, I know that's hard. I get it. But we're trying to be godly, right? <laughs> so Luke six twenty seven and 28. But I say to you who are listening, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for the ones who mistreat you. 
Forgiveness is required again and again and again. How many times do you hear somebody say, well, I've already forgiven them a number of times. How many times can you forgive somebody? Well, Matthew 18, 21, 22 says, then Peter came to him and said, master, how often shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? See, obviously this is a question that everybody asks. And then he says up to seven times. Yeshua said to him, no, not up to seven times, I tell you, but 70 times seven. So that means we shouldn't be asking the question, can I forgive this person again? Forgiveness shows your willingness to love. Love bears all things. Okay, this is the next one in the scripture. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Okay. So love is a commitment. What great commitment can you have more than laying down your life for another? This shows that God's love is in us. First John 3:16, we've come to know love by this Yeshua laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. John 15:13 no one has greater love than this that he laid down his life for his friends Yeshua uh, John 13:38 Yeshua answers will you lay down your life for me amen amen i tell you before the rooster crows you will deny me three times but you know when god when god filled peter with the spirit that changed right James one twelve, happy is the one who endures testing, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord promised to those who love him. So we have to endure with love and we are going to be tested. You know, there's no doubt about it. Consider Romans 5, 1 through 5, as we talk about love, endurance, and trusting God, which makes us able to love the way God loves. It says this, therefore, having been made righteous by trusting. So let's start with the key thing here. Trusting God is the key to loving. Because we've been made righteous by trusting God. When we trust God, we can do all things because we know God is in control. So then it says, we have peace with God through our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Through him, we also have gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and boast in the hope of God's glory. And not only that, but listen to this. Here we go. We also boast in suffering, knowing that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not uh, disappoint, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Ruach HaKodesh, who was given to uh, us. So, 
we are in this for the long haul. And because we are, we can't give up. And we learn at the end of this verse that love never fails. Well, what kind of love never fails? It's, it's, it's the love of God. God's love never fails. And when we start to love like he loves, then our love won't fail. And so in 1 Corinthians 14, it gives us all those characteristics of God's love because it sets a model for what it's supposed to look like. Loving others in difficult situations is one of the most difficult things that God has asked us to do. But that's what makes our love godly. Because God's standard for how to love is so high, it probably would help you and I to understand why in Scripture it says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So at this time, I would like to challenge you this week to respond to loving God and loving your neighbor by doing two things. Number one, I'm going to ask you to pray each day this week for your family, friends, co-workers, your congregation, your community, and our country. And then I'm going to ask you to love first. So what that means is in every situation with every person that we were praying for at all times, show love first in your actions, show love first in your words, show love first in your voice, show love first in your body language and in your thinking, because you see that regardless of what happened yesterday or the day before, or what you think might happen because you know this person, your job is to love first, and likely they will love back. But even if they don't, our job, because love never fails, is to love and consistently love. So when you know the love of God, you must respond with serious prayer and serious action. Both of those. We need the prayer to hold up our arms so that we can love. Does that make sense? And when we tell God each morning that we're going to love, love those who are unlovable, love those people who have put us in bad situations, this is what's going to really... uh, touch us throughout the day. It's going to be a reminder to us that God is expecting us to love and nothing short of that. And not just a a baby type of love, but his kind of love. Now, in order to accomplish these lofty goals, I have two giveaways for you this week. Uh, The first is a cute, short dialogue between a customer and a tech support. And the customer has decided to install love. And this is a great guide in how to love in a funny and a non-preachy way. I'd like to send this to you. I probably don't have enough time to read it to you today. The second is a sheet on love, which includes 10 ways to love. In a sense, it's a a love test and some practical examples of how to love. 
So there's no cost for these. We can send it to you or email it to you. Just ask Karen for the love handouts. Karen will be happy to take care of you. Just call her between 10 and 4, Monday through Friday at 813-831-5673. We're close to just enjoying the fact that that love is all around us and we have to be partakers. And so as we begin this new year, we pray that you will send us a love gift. And as you know, we are not supported any other way. Uh, if you're able to do that, again, call Karen or you can go to heartofmessiah.org and hit the donate button. Also, we'd love to come to your church or uh, your Bible study, your fellowship, talk about Passover or anything else. There are many things we can talk about. Please call us or email me. And we love visitors, so please come and visit as well. Let's pray as we end. I pray for each and every person who hears my voice to have an amazing 2022 that this will be a fantastic year where we will serve you, Lord, with uh, amazing grace and amazing mercy and tremendous love, and that our love will be expressed to others. So, Father, I pray for all those who are listening, that they will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, your heart, Lord. In the name of Yeshua, I pray. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.